Well, when you hear that jingle, it tells you that it is a Q&A on the Voice of the Cape. And, of course, uh, our number 021-442-3530. But the preferred way of sending in your questions, which is quite easy and it remains anonymous, you SMS us on the number 47913. 47913. Wa'alaikum as-salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khairan, Brother Muhammad Zain. Barakallahu feekum. MashaAllah, how's Mufti keeping? Alhamdulillah, and we're enjoying wonderful, beautiful weather down here in Khautring. Alhamdulillah. MashaAllah, alhamdulillah. Mufti, we go straight into our very first question this evening. It says, what is the preferred way? Is there anything written in hadith for men to shake hands? Because these days, uh, back in the day, you used to find that they used to take their hands and uh, they used to press their thumbs against each other. These days, you see, that they only take a straight hand, no thumbs. What is the preferred way that we as Muslim men should greet? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Nahmaduhu wa nuswalli ala Rasulih al-Kareem. Amma bad. All praise due to Almighty Allah, the sustainer, nourisher, and cherisher of this universe. Peace, blessings, and salutations be upon our beloved master and leader, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Before I respond to the question, let us start with the dua. At the beginning of Rajab, this is the dua we should read as mentioned in Mishka Sharif. Today is the first of Rajab, alhamdulillah. Allahumma barik lana fi Rajab wa Shaban. Wa Ramadan. O Almighty Allah, grant us barakah blessing during these months of Rajab and Shaban. And spare us, O beloved Allah, for the honorable sacred month of Ramadan. Okay, regarding shaking hands, I meet you, Brother Muhammad Zain, and we shake hands. That is called Musafaha. Musafaha means I put my hand, my palm, my fingers, everything in your hand, and it should not just be the tipping of the fingers, and it's not necessary I have to press your thumb or anything of that sort. And it's better that we shake hands with both hands. That's a sign of humility. But if we do it with one hand, also it is permissible. And the benefit of it, subhanallah, Mustafa, said to Safihu that make Musafaha shake hand and Yazhabul Ghil and that rancor, malice, hatred, all that will disappear, inshallah. The hadith in Mishkat Sharif. Shukra indeed. It is a QA. Our number, you can SMS us your questions to the number 47913. Remember, we'll just have this few minutes of the program and then, of course, we'll break for Maghrib and continue thereafter until 7 o'clock, inshallah. Now, Mufti, if one got married in 1979, Prophet. Prior to the legislation of Islamic marriage, what is my status or must we now remarry to be registered at home affairs? There is no need for you to re-perform the nikah and brother. Even I got married in 1979. So we are on the same boat, my brother. So if you want to register, you register. And when you register, you register your marriage, A and C. Next to do my political party. So it is that A and C anti-neptual contract excluding the accrual system. So that is how you register your marriage. But it's your prerogative. We encourage people to register it. Because thereafter you can make an Islamic will and everything, there is no problem. She can do the next question. A lady says uh, she is fed up with her husband. How does a Muslim lady obtain a divorce? What you need to do, sister, is the Quran Kareem addresses that question. 
When the wife now she feels that her husband now is disobeying, not fulfilling her rights, or he, rather, or he is deserting her, then there's no harm upon them that they reconcile. And was sulhu khair and reconciliation is the best. But obviously that is when both parties want to reconcile because there might be children and so forth. And if the marriage is untenable, then you request and tell your husband you want a talaq. If he does not give you a talaq, you go to organization like the MJC or anyone else you want to, <laughs> imam and so forth, and tell them you are applying for a fasakh annulment and then they will have a court case with both of you and then they will see who's right and wrong. So that is your options available to you, either a talaq or fasakh, which means annulment of the marriage. Shukran indeed, Mufti. <clears throat> I know we just started the program, but we're going to break now for our Maghrib, inshallah, and we'll chat to Mufti at about uh, 20 past, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. And of course, uh, for, for those that are sending your SMSs, don't, don't worry, we will address those uh, questions immediately after Maghrib, inshallah. You can still send in your questions to the number 47913. That is 47913. Obviously, you can also phone us on 021-442-3530. But the SMS way is the easy way. And of course, you remain anonymous. Well, we continue now with Q&A on The Voice of the Cape 91.3 FM with myself, Mohammed Zain Machit. And of course, joining us once again on the line to answer your questions, the Honorable Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussein. Well, we go straight into our next round of questions. It says, uh, Assalamu alaikum, Mufti. Me and my husband has been married for seven years with two children, but he still doesn't want to give me money for the things I need. I wasn't always working, but I feel I must... Uh, uh, a must as he doesn't want to give me money. Please advise uh, me on what to do, Kanala Mufti. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. <clears throat> Every husband should listen to this answer attentively. <clears throat> Almighty Allah Jalla wa'ala commands us as husbands, Surah 4, Surah Nisa, verse 19, and treat your wives with love, equity, and respect. It does not mean that we give them shelter, we give them food, we give them clothing. We have fulfilled their rights. Remember, we should give our wives some cash as well. And this should be done on a weekly or monthly basis, whatever you agree on. And that should be for her personal needs. Remember, the husband must be generous with his wife. Mustafa Nabi said, the best of you are the best of you to your wives and your children. I, Nabi Muhammad Mustafa, وسلم, am the best to my wives and my children. From tonight, oh husband, you give your wife, mashallah, and tell her, honey, take this money. So in that way, the love will <laughs> excel and enhance. And plus, it's Jummah night, so a lot of things can happen, inshallah. Inshallah. Now, Mufti, a single woman tells a married man to take her as a second wife. Is this permissible? Remember, sister, you are going to cause trouble and mayhem. How will you like it if you were the first wife and another lady comes? So therefore, that is inappropriate and undesirable. You want to get married, so you can put a proposal from your side to a single man. Why go and trouble the married man there? So we will say, no, that is the wrong thing that she is doing. She wants to break somebody else's marriage, and that is not permissible. 
She can indeed our number 47913. That is SMS us your questions to the number 47913. Mufti, I'm a married female for two years now. Must I pay zakah on my wedding rings and my gold coins? Probably that she got for uh, Mahar. Here there are two separate issues. If you are speaking about your gold coins, you go on Kruger coins or Mandela coins or whatever, and it's gold, then zakat is compulsory upon you for that gold coins. You work with the current market value, 2.5%. Second issue regarding the jewelry side, you got the ring, you got bangles and all those type of things. On that, there is no zakat once in a while, occasionally also if you wear it once, twice a year. And that is the verdict of the Shafi'is, Maliki's, Hanbali scholars. However, the Hanafi scholars say on jewelry also the zakat will be compulsory. So you take the current market value just like the gold coins, but that is only according to the Hanafi scholars and jurors. And majority scholars say on the women's jewelry, the gold jewelry, no zakat. Next question, I'm very bad luck with money. What do I, can I make for more barakah or let my money keep for longer, Mufti? My brother, we must never say we bad luck. Never use words like that. We as Muslims, is an article of faith. وَالْقَدْرِ خَيْرِهِ وَشَرِّهِ مِنَ اللَّهِ Good, bad, happy, sad, everything comes from all, Allah. So you want barakah in your money and so forth. Daily read two rakat salat after Zohar or after Maghrib, after Isha. And read Ya Basitu, Ya Basitu, Ya Basitu. Allah's attributes are so majestic and great. Allah commands us, وَلِلَّهِ الْأَسْمَاءُ husna. Allah has beautiful, wonderful names. فَدْعُوهُ بِهَا Invoke and call all Mighty Allah by His names. So Ya Basitu, the one who increases the risk. But always remember, brother, use it in halal places. Not that Allah now gives you money and now Khanji Casino too and escort agency too. So that obviously is not acceptable. Now, Mufti, my husband has not been working for four years. I pay for everything, house, food, clothes and all. What do I do? Obviously, your husband has become a parasite now. He sees that everything you are paying for, the rental and the water lights, telephone, so he is sitting on his laurels, that's unacceptable. Your husband, you must now ensure that whatever your wife is paying, so you make a note of it and say it's a loan that she's giving you. In Islam, the husband is a breadwinner. He must pay for the house, water lights, telephone, food, clothing, everything. You can't be sponging of your wife, definitely unacceptable. Even if you go and wash cars or clean gardens or whatever, at least you know you are doing work with your own hand. And Mustafa وسلم, said, doing work with your own hand, is min atiyabil kasbit is one of the best forms of income. So don't think that that is below your dignity and so forth. Instead of sitting at home for four years, that's unacceptable. The voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Husseini on uh, the voice of the Cape 91.3 FM. Uh, you can SMS us your questions to the number 47913. That is 47913. Mufti, can a daughter inherit who went out of the fold of Islam? 
When a person, son, daughter, anybody leaves the fall of Islam, Allah forbid, Allah forbid, become a murtad and apostate, then that person does not inherit, and when he or she, the murtad, dies, then their Muslim family also does not inherit, and you, the Muslim family, must excommunicate that person, have nothing to do with that person, no salam, no kalam, no greeting, no invitation for nikah and walima and social functions. Yes, if that person re-embraces Islam, then alhamdulillah everything is fine. But if he or she remains a murtad, they don't inherit a sin. Shukran indeed. Uh, next question. Uh, Mufti, is it wrong for me as a mother to leave my child not making her salah because she's uh, disrespectful to me and my, and my deen? Mufti? What you must do, sister, mother, <laughs> father, is this. Take the Quran, Kareem. And show your son and your daughter all Allah commands Mustafa Nabi Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, the most beloved, the most precious to all Allah. You command your family, O Mustafa about Salat, and you remain constant yourself. We do not ask you for any sustenance. We will give you the sustenance. Surah Taha, chapter number 20, and verse number 132. So it shows it is the duty of the parents to command their children to perform Salat, and if your son, daughter is rebellious, disobedient, start ta'aleem in your house, take Riyadh Salihin, freely available in Cape Town with the translations, and inshallah you create the environment in your house. So your mother, sisters start crying, begging to Allah, Surah 46, Surah Ahqaf, Surah 46, verse 15, 15, Wa aslihli fi dhudriyati, O Allah, bring about reform, goodness, piety in my children. Surah 46, Next question. Mufti, we are four daughters and we are very close to our mother. Our father gets upset when we speak to our mother privately and says we are backbiting and we keep secrets. Does our father need to know everything we speak about to our mother, even if our talks concern womanly aspects? No, father, you must keep a bigger heart. Let's come you know. So now there's jealousy also that what these four daughters are speaking with the mother. So keep a bigger heart there. Alhamdulillah, Allah has given you four daughters and you are united. They love their mother. Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Ummak, 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 Summa Abak. Thrice Nabi alayhi salam said, your mother, your mother, your mother, and then your father. So no father, you should go and embrace your daughters and say, darling, I love you, that you are taking so much care of your mother. For that alone, I love you. Don't take the opposite meaning. Yeah, you're plotting and planning and conspiring something. No. So father, read, yeah, wadud, yeah, wadud. Yeah, Allah, enhance the love and unity in our family and keep a bigger heart, my bro, my opa. Inshallah. Now, Mufti, can Mufti please explain the ruling regarding women during her menstruation entering a masjid according to the Shafi Madhav? Almighty Allah Azza wa Jalla tells us Surah 2, verse 2, 2, 2. They Almighty Allah Jalla wa Allah teaches us, They ask you about immenses, tell them that it is something pollution, impure. So you must stay far away from the women. 
So you husbands must stay away from your wives. You cannot fulfill the conjugal rights while the lady is in that condition there. Then all Mighty Allah Azza wa Jalla teaches us that regarding the ladies, when they are menses, there is no salat for them. And similarly, all Mighty Allah teaches us that they cannot touch the Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam says, and Quran says, La yamassuhu illa al-mutahharun, they cannot touch the Quran Sharif when they are menses. Regarding entering the masjid, the Hanafi say totally not permissible. The Shafi say that if they go through, that is murur. Murur means you just go through. You don't remain in the masjid. So a junub or a haiza, all that is acceptable, Shafi is. But they can't be sitting there and remaining there. That will not be permissible according to the Shafi school as well. Shriga Mufti, uh, for the listeners, keep on sending in those SMSs on the number 47913. That is 47913. We continue with Q&A after this. Welcome back uh, to the Airways of uh, the Voice of the Cape. And of course, we continue now with Q&A. Next question says, is it necessary to cover mirrors when there is a mayot in the house, Mufti? It's not compulsory to cover it, but people do it more out of respect and tradition. So we will say it is permissible that when you're reading your own salat, then you cover the mirrors, or when there is a mayit, a janaza, then you cover the mirrors, but we should not consider it to be sunnah or compulsory. It is permissible to do so. Ladies got a question. She says, I'd like to know, my stepfather was my wakil when I uh, got married, but I wasn't brought up by him. Is my marriage valid? Yes, your marriage is valid, inshallah. You are happy. Now you got your own children and everything, inshallah. So let us go back now into history. Let us look forward into the geography, inshallah. And you carry on with your life, inshallah. Inshallah. Now, Mufti, can your husband keep you away from your mother? It is not permissible for the husband that he prevents his wife to go and visit her mother or father unless there's a valid reason, like the examples I will cite now. The reason he cannot do so, Surah 47, Surah Muhammad, verses 22-23, Almighty Allah, Jalla states, In to men you have authority, like the husband, and tufsidu fil ard, because mischief, mayhem, chaos on this earth, and then you cause the family ties to sever and cut the ties of family. Those are the people, Allah's curses on them. So for the husband to do so is not permissible. Yes, if that mother is such, she's on drugs, or that mother is such of that woman, or that husband's father, mother-in-law rather, so they are giving them wrong advice that you mustn't read salat, you mustn't wear hijab, you mustn't do this, then the husband has all the right to prevent the wife from going there to her mother. She can indeed. Next question, uh, also a murder story, Mufti. Must murders be covered during the month of Ramadan? Why or why not? And the person also says shukran for what Mufti does for the Ummah. Alhamdulillah. Barakallahu feekum for all the duas. If you're not going to see in the mirror, salam, baya, lele, 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 take, you know, and these things. Yeah, man, welcome, yalla, majiri khuta. So leave the mothers open during Ramadan, inshallah. But don't, wives, don't push up too much during the day, you know. Just now the husband get ideas during the day, then it's kafar luck, you know. <laughs> but the mothers can stay open, yeah. Our number 021 and of course our SMS line number 47913, 47913. 
Um, uh, this particular question, Alam, I'm dating uh, this guy and would like to marry him. He's a good person, hardworking, and he loves his dean. My mother knows about us and she likes him. Um, I don't know the rest of the question, but I see from the same number also. I don't know what is a good enough reason to keep us apart, Mufti. What you need to do is stop the dating and make the date for your nikah now. Enough dating is not permissible, so make the date for your nikah. Now is the first of Rajab, we said today, tomorrow, Juma is second Rajab. So before Ramadan, you get married, so set the date. You are happy, your mother is happy. You didn't mention about your father. If your father is alive, he's happy, mashallah. Then you get the nikah done, your father is deceased or something. Then get your brother or uncle to give permission. And then you get married, alhamdulillah. Both parties read Surah 25, Surah Furqan, verse 74. Rabbana hablana min azwajina wa zurriyatina qurata ayun. Oh Allah, grant us spouses and children that are the coolness of the eyes. So inshallah, Almighty Allah will bless you with good pious children. Get married as soon as possible. That's my advice to both parties. I mean, inshallah. Now, Mufti, what is a duty of a husband towards his wife and children? And on top of it, he's, um, she's having another baby. Please, Mufti, explain to this husband. And he's just taking everything for granted. What happens is when the husband and wife are married for a long period, for example, 10, 15, 20 years, then some husbands definitely take their wives for granted, and that is wrong. Remember, every day we have to enhance our love with our wives, and the woman need that. And therefore, your husband, Almighty Allah, says, وَجَعَلَ بَيْنَكُمْ مَوَدَّةً وَرَحْمًا That Almighty Allah will bring the love, and Almighty Allah will bring the mercy. So you should show the loving aspect to your wife. Praise her that so much sacrifices you are doing, looking after the house, looking after the children, and now you are pregnant, preparing the meals and all these things. One lady, and she's fulfilling four or five portfolios, and then let the element of mercy and compassion come. So, husband, remember, you must show that that your Islamic duty is enshrined in the noble Quran, and many a time we just hit and run, you know, we just make the wife pregnant, and then we feel she must just do. No, Quran is saying, Hamalatu ummuhu wahanan ala wahanin. Look at the wife. When she falls pregnant, as the pregnancy continues and progresses, she's getting weaker and weaker. She needs your support, brother. So therefore, she needs that support from the husband and so forth. So don't fail her. Buy her nice gifts and presents and show you appreciate her. So in that way, I tell you many a time, it's not the bodies must only meet of husband and wife. The hearts have to meet unity of thought. Both husband and wife must go in the same direction. Inshallah. Now, Mufti, when a woman ghusls after her khayd, uh, just before the waqt, for example, she just ghusls just before maghrib, is she still obliged to perform her asr salah? Yes, definitely. She must read the asr salah. There is 10, 15, 20 minutes left. And uh, he is finished. She took her first ghusl and a bath. And she's got time still 5, 10, 15 minutes before sunset. She must perform the asr salah that's compulsory upon her. Inshallah. Q&A, uh, of course, uh, answering your questions. Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, our number 47913. That's our SMS line number. Keep those SMSs coming. We're going to pay the bills when we come back. We'll be in the last few minutes of our program Q&A. <laughs> 
we into the last few minutes of a program Q&A on the Voice of the Cape and of course uh, still uh, asking your questions uh, that came in via SMS. Next question it says uh, can you go to the Kabrstan if you have your head even just to clean the grave uh, or show someone where the grave is situated and can you make dua at the grave when you have your head Mufti? For ladies to go to the graveyard is makru, according to majority of the scholars, and some say totally not permissible. So therefore, ladies should not be going to the graveyard. There's authentic hadith in Sunan Nasai, Allah Allah's curse is on the ladies who visit the graveyard excessively. What you can do is this, where the graveyard is, you go with your husband, your son, and you stay in the car, in the vehicle, and from there you make your dua. So that is totally permissible. Then you can tell your husband or your, fa- or your father or whoever that that is a grave there. Please go and clean it and so forth. That's fine. There's no problem with that. Next question, Mufti. My husband and I have been married for 35 years. For the last two years, there have been no sexual relations. My husband only kiss me when he arrives or go to work, which is a peck on the cheek. I've spoken to him about fulfilling his duties as a husband, but he just brushes it off. In front of people and the children, he acts as if he is the ultimate loving husband. I'm fed up and resent him. It is not getting easier. Can Mufti please advise? What you need to do, sister, is 35 years golden marriage, and now the last one, two years seem to be going downwards. Maybe his biological clock has stopped at upper six, you know, sister. So tell him, let's go to the urologist, let's go to the doctor, and get some, inshallah, medication for you. Obviously, it's an abnormal situation. He just gives you a peck and all that. That's not going to fulfill your desires. And the husband has to fulfill the desires unless he's totally tired, retired, and finished. He can't do anything. This is a different issue. 80, 90 years old, but your husband hasn't reached that age as yet. So my advice to you, be honest to one another and tell him that this is causing now a lot of problems and you don't want to throw away this marriage, you want to help him. And go to the urologist today, mashallah, they have so much medication and on the lighter side, give him some dates and some nuts and some zamzam and inshallah, then you can seduce him, then he will be firing on all cylinders, inshallah. I mean, inshallah. This question, Mufti, how do you do the tashahud salah and what do you say in the salah? I think the question Tahit is the Salat, I think. Uh, Tahajjud Salat? No, it says Tashahud Salat. No. That is not Tashahud Salat, mm. it is Tahajjud Salat. So let's answer it both ways. If you speak of Tahajjud Salat, it starts after Isha, and you can read two, four, six, eight rakats and then sleep. And the best time, you wake up early in the morning, three, four, five o'clock, and then you read the two, four, six, eight rakats. So that is Tahajjud Salat. If you're speaking of the shahud, the shahud is when you sit there and you read at tahiyyatulillah till the end. So that is the shahud. So the shahud means the recitation of at tahiyyat. Shikha Mufti, that then concludes our questions for this evening. Alhamdulillah, we have received quite a few questions. Uh, definitely, we'll be picking up on those questions uh, first in the queue next week, inshallah, when we do Q&A. So shukran for, uh, to everyone for sending in your SMSs. Mufti, that leaves us with about three minutes for some beautiful nasiha from your side on this, uh, the first of Rajab. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We all know that next week, Wednesday, we're going for our fifth election in our democratic South Africa. 
This is the beauty of Islam, my dear brother and sister of Voice of the Cape. What is a vote in Islam? In Islam, a vote is wakala tawkil. What do I mean by that? When I got married to my Fatima, now I'm also married 35 years, mashallah, with the help of Allah. So she did not come to the masjid. Her father, her brother, all of them came. So her father was the wakil. So what happened? She appointed her father as her representative. So when we vote for a party or a candidate, we are making that person, that party, our representative in parliament. So we should realize it is a serious issue. It is not something we should just take lightly. So one aspect of a vote from an Islamic perspective is representation, and that is called tawkil and wakala. Second aspect and dimension of a vote from an Islamic perspective is shafa'a. You know, I'm in Cape Town, for example, and one Buddha comes to be at the Ketni, Berthni, and so forth. And I know him, and I write a letter out for him and say, please, brothers, this person is qualified plumber, carpenter, mechanic. Please, if you've got work there for him, give him work. So I'm interceding for him. It is a shafa'ah. And may yashfa shafa'at and hasana yakullahu nasibun minha. So if we do it properly, it is a great reward. So Islam says when we make that mark, remember then we are interceding for that candidate and that party. So I am not a politician. I don't belong to any party. I am here to give you advice, my dear brother, sister. Should you vote? Yes, I say you should vote. And if you don't vote, there is no sin upon you Islamically. Which party should you vote? I cannot tell you that. It's your choice. But I'll tell you this. Before you walk in there to go and vote, read this dua. Allahumma, oh beloved Allah, khirli khara, khirli, you select the best for me, wakhtarli, and you choose for me, Allahumma khirli, wakhtarli, the hadith in Tirmidhi, whenever we have to choose, I have to choose Mercedes, BMW, I have to choose Nissan, Toyota, read Allahumma khirli, wakhtarli, must I get married to Zainab, Aisha, Jamila, me for yellow men said, got a wife now, so now you want to get married, you mixed up, confused, so read Allah makhirli wakhtarli. Ya Allah, you select the best for me and you choose for me. So similarly, on the voting day, you do that, whatever Allah puts in your heart, and that's the vote you give. So we should be give our vote in a responsible Islamic manner. May Almighty Allah bless you, my brother Muhammad Zain, the voice of the Cape, our beautiful country, South Africa. Allahumma aminna fi Oh Allah, give us peace, tranquility in our wonderful, beautiful country of South Africa. Shukran, jazeelan, assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Jazakallah khair wa alaikum assalam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. That was, of course, uh, the voice of uh, Mufti Abdul Qadir Hussain, and of course, answering all of your questions. Once again, shukran to each and every one that uh, tune in, and of course, that uh, send in your SMSs. I will definitely push uh, that, those ones in uh, first in the queue for next week, inshallah.